0: I'm just, uh, I'm yeah, okay. All right, but say good morning. Good morning. Let us let us begin. We'll begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's shir. Sorry. To thank our sponsors for the month of Adra Aleph, Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Sherman Josh this month in memory of Paul's grandparents, Zacharia Ben Zaharia and Dina Bas Rabdov. To thank Art and Sherry Miller for dedicating all of the Sherman Joshos this month in memory of Art's brother, Reuven ben bitsalal Verachal. To thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Ayal and Sarah Steinberg, for the refush name of Shulamis Bas Susha. To thank our Day of Learning sponsors, Matt Marks, in memory of Charles Marks, Kalman Ben-Mordechai Zichorn Levrachl. And to thank our Yomi sponsors, Michael and Rachel Terniansky, in honor of the chassan of their son, Yitzi Terniansky, to Jenny Chumak, may they build a Bayez Ne'eman Israel and a Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. And we'll say with that, let us, let us begin. Let us begin. So we'll say a lot to do today. Today's death is your test 19. We are going to pick up Emirat Hashem on Yul Ches 18B. And we left off yesterday to... Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve lines up from the bottom. Maskil Ravsini Barashi. So, remember again, the Gemara said as follows. The Gemara was trying to go ahead and deal with what appeared to be a contradiction between, between the halachos regarding chulin. Namely, again, remember the Mishnah introduced us to the idea of Torah, of achieving ritual impurity for different items. So remember again, one of the interesting discussions we were having was Chulin. Does one have to go ahead and wash Chulin or not? So Mascular Rabbi Meir, raised the point and he said, that Rabonan really argue on Rabbi Meir? Only when it comes to the consumption of, of sheni, ultimately again right, by, by consumption, that consumption requires natila. When it comes to touching sheni, or for that matter the consumption of chulin, there doesn't seem to be an argument. Rather you have to say that both the Mishnah and the Brisa are referring to Khulin consumption. I say, how do I reconcile the contradiction? Kan dinamo, kan deperi. One is talking about consumption of bread of chulin, and one is talking about consumption of fruit of chulin. The Mishnah that says that you have to go ahead and wash before eating chulin is talking about bread, versus the Braissa that said that one doesn't have to wash before the consumption of chulin is talking about fruit. As the Gemara says, Ultimately, again, as Rav Nachman said, whoever washes before eating fruit, this is a sign of arrogance. So we'll say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says over here, Rashi says, Rashi says, to listen to this. So this actually yields for us a very, very, very important halacha piece of halacha which is, Nigimar is making a distinction over here that not all forms of chulin are created equal, that it could very well be that let's say by fruits of chulin one would not go ahead and wash, but by bread of chulin one would go ahead and wash. And I've say, this of course as we know, how we pass into this very day, I sent this out on the, on on the chat so I will say, so this is again on the WhatsApp group so this is if you take a look in Simon Kuf Nunchas I I wanted to share this with you because it's actually a very important halakha for you to see inside which is as follows Shulchan Aruch Simon Kuf Nunchas sif Aleph writes as follows pas when a person comes to go ahead and eat bread so Shulchan Aruch says Hamotzi yitol yadov a person is supposed to wash his hands shumt. Even if you know yourself to be absolutely unequivocally ritually pure, yadaim. And you have an obligation to wash on the t- uh, you make a tilas yadaim. T- uh, why is there an obligation to wash before we eat bread? So the Mishnah Burr comments on this and he says in Sidkhatan Alif, Aleph There are two reasons why we wash before we eat bread. Echod srach One is because ultimately, again, in order to safeguard Truma. What does that mean? Listen to this, Mishnah Brutus explains. Number one, Kohanim ate Truma. The majority of Truma was from wheat. Before Kohanim would eat Truma, ultimately, again, they would have to wash their hands. Again, that was even if a Kohen knew that he was totally ritually pure, there was a din of hand-washing, before you eat truma. So I'll say, this is fascinating. So it says in Mishnah the first reason we wash before we eat bread, is actually a safeguard to truma because kohanim eat truma. A kohen before he goes ahead and eats truma has to wash his hands. And in order to ensure that kohanim wash their hands before eating truma, the majority of which came from wheat, before we go ahead and we eat bread, we wash as well. So it's not about us. It's about safeguarding truma for the kohanim. That's reason number one reason number two, the old, the other reason the, the, Mishnah Buddha says is because ultimately, again, cleanliness and Kedusha, Nikias and Kedusha, the, the Amchal brings down in this idea that Nikios, cleanliness, is one of the ways in which we reach kiddusha. So I will say my point over here is this gemara that speaks about washing before bread of chulin is halacha and one of the reasons in which we wash for bread until this very day. Incredible! The gemara goes weiter. Tanravonan. I say very interesting sugya. Hanotel Yadav. I'm sorry. Hanotel Yadav. Niskavin Yadav. Niskavin Torah. Lonuskavin Yadov Tameos. What's an interesting idea? Person washes. Person washes his hands. We're talking about a Zadai now in a kli, right? Washing hands from a utensil. So a person goes ahead and washes his hands from a utensil. If he had kavana, right? If he had kavana, will say that pashtos kavana means he has kavana for tara or kavana for a particular level of tara. So if he has kavana, he's tar. His hands are tar. If he didn't have kavana, his hands are not tar yodav. Similarly, again, if somebody immerses his hands. So we'll say, that sounds just like what it is. We talked about this yesterday. Literally, not, not immersing your body in a mikvah, just immersing your hands in a mikvah. So what's talochah? Nizkavin toros. Lo nizkavin yodav tomeos. If you have kavana, your hands are, I should yadav toros, yodav toros. Lo nizkavin yodav So we'll say, what does it sound like over here? Sounds like for hand washing or hand immersion, in order for it to affect the necessary ritual purity, you have to have what? Kavana. Contrast that with the following. Vatanya, we learned. Bein is kavim, learned is kavim, you had the Toros. we learned elsewhere, another braisa. Whether you had kavana or didn't have kavana, when you immersed or you washed your hands, your hands are tar. Amrab Nachman, low it's not a contradiction. Kan le chulin, top of your test. Kan le There's a distinction between washing or immersing for chulin. Versus washing and immersing for Ma'aser Sheni. If halach for Chulin, you don't need any kavana. Right? For Chulin, whether you wash your hands, immerse your hands, no kavana is necessary. But for Ma'aser Sheni, ultimately, again, you require kavana when immersing or washing hands. Now, Rashi points out, by the way, what's true for Ma'aser Sheni obviously is what? true for anything more kadosh than Ma'aser Sheni as well. So it'll be true for Truma. And anything else as well. So, they let's listen to this. From where do we know that chulin won't require kavana? This because we learned. An interesting case. Let's listen to this wild case. Let's say you have a wave, a wave of water, and the wave became detached from the sea. Now, again, the mechanics of this case are not as much trying to illustrate a principle. Right? So let's imagine you have a huge wave, a wave so huge that it's 40 sa'ah. Remember, again, what's 40 sa'ah? What's 40 sa'ah? That's the share of a mikvah, right? We call it 150 gallons, right? So yeah, you have a 40 sa'ah wave that's separated from the ocean. Now watch this. And the wave falls on a person or on utensils to horin. They become tar. In other words, that wave effectively acts as a mikvah. And therefore, when it falls upon the person or it falls upon the utensils, it purifies them. So the Gemara says, well, what do you see from here? Katani adam dum yedikelim. Now, Interestingly enough, we're comparing people to utensils. And therefore, what? Ma kelem af adam just as Kalem utensils obviously again have no kavana, right? So you see the Kalem, the utensils have no kavana, and the water is dumped on them, right? And they become tar. Just like the Kalem have no kavana, the person doesn't need kavana as well. To which the Gimar goes, that seems to be an indication that halachalamaisa, so right, a person doesn't re- require any type of kavana for immersion. Umimai, now one second, dilma bioshepa mitzapa, a masayit la askina. Maybe not. Maybe the guy in question is sitting on the beach, and what is he waiting for? He's just waiting for that big detached wave. In other words, he's waiting for it. He's waiting for it, right? He knows it's going to come, and he's, he has so he has kavana for it. To which the words of the kelim, "Dumya da and maybe we can make the reverse Joshua. The Kalim are like people. How so? Ma adam debar kavana. I was going to say, maybe we could set this up as a case where literally, again, the person is waiting for the wave. In other words, this is his kavano. He's waiting by the shore for the wave to become detached, fall upon him, purify him, and purify all of the utensils which are with him as well. Well, if that's the case, maybe you think to yourself, if we're actually talking about a case where a person is sitting on the shore, right, and waiting for the wave to come, then what's the chiddish? Right? They will say, then what's the right thing about the What's the chiddish in that? In other words, then that, of course that should work, because lamaisa now you have, we're assuming right now that a detached wave works as a mikvah. We'll challenge that assertion in just a moment, but let's assume for a moment that we're taking that for granted. Detached waves, a 40 saw, work as a mikvah. And if you're telling me now that it's a case where a person is waiting on the shore, and he's waiting for the wave, right? He's just waiting for that 40 saw wave to come and to purify him. So then, what's the kiddish in saying that Halach Olamaysa, that Halach Olamaysa, he's going to be tar? To which the Gemars will tell you what the, what the Kiddush is. So I say I might have thought that you're not allowed to use a wave for immersion. Why can't you use a wave for immersion? Because maybe we should be concerned that Allah Olamaysa you're going to come to end up using a, a, literally again, a current of rain. Current is probably the wrong word. A flow of rain. Now look at Rashi for just a moment. Chardales Rashi says, Sheshotefes v'yoredes mimakom galva. Listen to this case. Let's say you have, let's say it rains, right? And you have a slope. You have a slope. And the rain is is collected and coming down the slope. And let's say in that, in that, What's the word? Not to- called torrent of rain, right? In that flow of rain that's coming down, you have forty saw. You have forty saw. So the Rashi says over here. Never we'll say again. Yeah, we're not going to get into all the halachos of mikvahs over here, but this is interesting to see. So imagine for a moment you have a slope and you have forty saw of rainwater coming down that slope. So the halacha is that does not constitute a kosher mikvah. Lo al so this is actually very interesting in, in Hilchos Mikvos. If you have a slope that is too steep, the flow is not considered to be one entity, but each part of the flow is considered to be detached from the other. That means kitaphras means a slope. So if you have a slope, so if you have a slope that's very steep. Then hallo khalaisa, even though you have a flow of 40 saw, the flow is not considered to be contiguous and therefore again will not work as a mikvah. And again, Rashi goes on, Utznan, Hanitza kva kitafris eino kibor, vaafimeno kitafris nami in tovlin bow, the fish may sham darah zihila san, achu nikvin derakh ashiborin the sanyo Bitaraskar imam may subsea so again, there's another issue. Rainwater only works for a mikvah when, when it's collected. So also, it's actually a different interesting halacha by, 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 by Hilchos mikvahos, which is different forms of water work as a mikvah in different ways. For example, a river works even if it's a flowing river. Rainwater only works if it's pulled and collected. So it happens to be in this situation where the rainwater is running down the side of a slope. It's not going to work for two reasons. Number one, because the slope generally doesn't work for mikvahs. That's number one, because it's not considered to be as if all the water is, collect, is connected. And number two, rainwater only works for a mikvah when it's pulled and collected. So now let's get back to this. Remember again, let's go back to our guy waiting on the beach for the wave. Right, he's waiting for the the wave on on the beach. So, right, a Jew waits for a different kind of wave. You see, everybody waits, but a Jew waits for a mikveh. Some people wait to surf, some people wait for a mikveh. So, ultimately, he's waiting for his wave. So, remember again, the Gemara said, Well, what's the Hiddish? If he's waiting for the wave and the wave has 40 sa'ah and it washes over him, that he's tar, what's the Hiddish in that? Because, after all, again, he's waiting for it and it's 40 sa'ah of water. I'll tell you what the Chiddush is. You might have thought that such an immersion should not work. Why? Because if we allow you to use this wave, what may you come to use? You may come to use a flow of rainwater down a slope. Right? You may, maybe you'll stand at... So I think about it just a moment. It's pouring. Right? There's sub rainwater coming down the slope, the side of the mountain, whatever side of the hill. I have a great way to use the mikvah. How do I do it? Just stand against the side of the... Stand against the side of the slope and that's it. And that's it. And that's the mikl. Let the water wash over me. So remember again, we saw that doesn't work for two reasons. Number one, because a slope, when it's too steep, co- causes the water to kind of view, be viewed as disparate parts. And number two, rainwater only works when it's pooled. You might have thought that if we allow you to use the wave, you may come to go ahead and use the rainwater. Inami, nigzo r- Russian ought atu kipin. The boss said, there's is another issue with the wave. What's the other issue with the wave? See, the wave only works if what? If you're actually immersed in the water, but if you're in the middle of the wave, right? What the Gemara calls the Kipa, In other words, remember again, the middle of the wave, of course, is what? Is air, right? It's not water. Maybe you have to be concerned that a person may end up relying, maybe in the middle of the wave, right? Not the water part of the wave and may think that they could accomplish immersion like that. Kamash Malon Delo Kamash we're not concerned. We allow you to use the wave. We're not concerned you're going to come to use rainwater. And we're not concerned that you're going to end up being what we call the Kipa, right in the middle of the wave. So the Gemara says, this is actually very interesting. It's an interesting Havamina. How do you know, the Gemara says, that Halachalamaisa. You can't use what the Gemara calls the keeper, the inside of the wave. How do you know that if you're on the inside of the wave that it doesn't work for immersion purposes? Okay, so this is pretty this is pretty explicit. You could be told Barushan Rashi says Russian Me You can go and immerse yourself literally again in the head of the wave. We'll say, what's the head of the wave? That's the part of the wave that crashes down. So you could go and immerse yourself in the head of the wave as it's coming down, but not in the keeping. Rashi says, keeping and sa'iso the middle of the wave, sha'omid ba'avir kim'in kipa. that literally, again, it stands in the air just like a kippah, like a yamaka, right? It sits over you. Vim hoshit ke'lin l'mala, v'it bilan so the Gemara says, so you could go in and you could use the head of the wave, but you can't use the kippah of the wave. So the Gemara says, and there's a very simple reason. Why can't you use the kippah, right? Why can't you use the interior of the wave? Why? Why? Because it's air, not water. See, I've said the havamina is that maybe if you're in the middle of the wave, maybe, how do we look at that? How do we look at that? like you're in it, right, that you're, you're, you're in, I mean, you are, I'm literally inside the wave, and I'm in an air pocket in the middle of the wave, but I'm in the middle of the wave, so maybe being surrounded by water, is ki ilu, like you're in the water itself, kamash no. tevila requires actual immersion in the water, incredible, so the Gemara says, so fine, so both says, we left that, and both say now let's go back for just a second, remember, what are we dealing with over here? We're trying to figure out. We're trying to figure out. Does immersion for chulin require kavana? Right. That's that's where we're holding over here. Because remember, again, we have we we just we had the Bresa. right? The Bresa said if you have kavana, the immersion works. If you don't have kavana, the immersion doesn't work. Right. So how do we reconcile? Rav Nachman wanted to say for chulin, you don't need kavana. For Meisr Shemi and above, you do require kavana. Then I both say, so we're trying to figure out is that true? Is that true? So in other words, what is the story? Now that we've established that Chulim does require immersion, like we saw, like we saw in the Mishnah. Salah Alamaysa, or I should say, I shouldn't say immersion. It requires natila of some sort, right? Whether, whether it's natila siadayim, tevila siadayim, ultimately is kavana necessary or not. So the Gemara says, Rather, let's learn it out from here. Interesting case. So you really a lot of interesting cases here. So you have fruit that fell into a, a channel of water. Amasamayim was like a small stream or a channel. So fruit fell into a stream or a channel of water. So i now watch this case. So my fruit fell into a small stream of water. My hands happened to be tame, However, they became tame. I reached my hands into the stream to recover the fruit. So what's Ta'lochah? Right? Vinatlon, Vinatlon, Yadav Tahoros. My hands are Tahar. Why are my hands Tahar? I immerse them into a stream. Right? Peiros, Eilon Bichiyuta. There's a lot of stuff happening over here. Remember, in order for produce to become, to become a kabotumal, to be able to, to receive Tomah, what has to happen? That has to happen, Heksher. Heksher, they have to be made receptive. How is produce made receptive to Tomah? By coming in contact with one of the seven liquids. But again, even that only occurs when? If a person had in mind, had Kavana or wanted their fruit, their produce to become wet. In other words, I'll give you a perfect example. If I have a basket of apples, and I accidentally left them outdoors so that the next morning comes and the dew, the dew is upon them. Are they receptive to tomorrow? No, why? Because it wasn't my kavana that they become wet. So watch the case over here. The case over here is I dropped my apple, I dropped my apple, it fell into a stream. I go ahead and I put my hand into the stream in order to, in order to, retrieve, in order to retrieve the apple. So what does is, what is the price to say? What, let's work backwards. What's the status of my apple? What's the status of my apple? It's not right, it's the cut, raise. right, good, correct. According to most of the beans, apples are kosher. Yeah, that is correct. Nice, thank you. Let's say So again, for our purposes, for tumma purposes, it's not receptive to tumma. because again, I didn't have kavana that it should be wet. But something interesting did happen, which is, when I put my hand into the water to retrieve the apple, my hand became tar. My hand became tar. So we'll say, that clearly paints a picture of that what? that immersion of hands does not require kavana. Okay, hold on to that. V'mishul shi Now watch this. However, if I put my hand into the stream for the purpose of purifying my hands, then what, listen to this. Yadav tahoros. My hands are tahar, and not only that, v'apeiros hare b'chiyuton. My fruit is now receptive l'kabal say Now why my fruit receptive l'kabal tumah? Because in this case, Rashi points out, since I want my hands to be tar, I have kavana to immerse my hands, that means I'm happy my fruit fell into the stream. Because since my fruit fell into the stream, and I have to retrieve my fruit, that becomes the vehicle through which I purify my hands, which means I'm happy my fruit became wet, and therefore, and now they're receptive well, say, but again, for our purposes, what do you see from here? You see from here that for at least for chulin purposes, hands could become tar even without what, even without any kind of kavanah. It's really a fascinating case. So, Rabbi Rabbah, Rab So raised the question to Rab Nachman, Hatovel So, remember again, Rab Nachman is of the opinion that immersion for chulin does not require kavanah. Does not require kavanah. Swe isve Rabba Labnachmin, Surabar is the Kashrat Rab Nachmin, Hatovel Luhulin, Vhuksaq Lohulin, Asser Lamaiser. But I'll say this is really fascinating cases here. So watch this. A person a person goes to the mikveh for or or Hatovah, this case a person is immersing. So what do you think about immersing your body or immersing your hands? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Hatoval chulin. So a person immerses their immerses for purpose of chulin. So what's the halacha? The and again, I was remember again we saw in Mishnah. Mishnah Hochsak means what? My kavana is for chulin, aser meiser Ultimately, again, that immersion does not work for my shini. Both says, this is what we saw in the Mishnah. This is the Mishnah. Hochsak in lo lo. What do you see from here? You see from here that an immersion for chulin only works if what? If you had kavanah. If you had kavanah. Both of means I have kavanah. The Mishnah taught me. I go to the mikvah. For the purpose of eating chulin, that immersion works for chulin doesn't work for maaser sheni. But again, leaving aside Maiser sheni, you see from here that immersion for chulin itself requires a kavana. No, to which the gemara says, no. Rav Nachman will say, harikamar. No, no. What it means like is like this: that even though halacha I had kavana for chulin. So in other words, even though I had kavana for this immersion. That Kavana will only work for Chulin, it will not work for Meisr Sheni. Okay, raise another kasha. Eisvei, Mishnah said, if you went to the Mikvah, but you didn't have any specific Kavana, so I went to the Mikvah and there was no hochzok, no Kavana at all, kilu lo It's as if I did not go to the Mikvah at all. My love kilo Doesn't that mean that it's as if I didn't go to the Mikvah at all. Kilo tavaklal lo, kilo tavala meiser aval la No, no, no. What it means is, perhaps what it means is, that if you go to the mikvah without any kavana, it works, but it only works for the bare, for, for what we'll call the bare minimum. well so what's the bare minimum? Chulin. In other words, so immersion without kavana will work for chulin, but nothing above chulin. Okay? Hus sabar, dochi kamat See, he thought that Nachman was just kind of putting him off, right? Wasn't seriously answering him. He went out and he found another b'risa that said, if a person went to the mikvah and ultimately again didn't have any specific kavanah, ultimately again, such a person will be to go ahead and eat my sheni, but will be mutrin chulen. It's actually very interesting. This is actually how the Raman Paskins which is I don't I don't want to ruin it, but we're gonna to, to discuss this idea that really immersion for chulin doesn't require any level of kavana it doesn't require any level of kavana. And if you go to the mikvah and have absolutely no kavana, that will allow you to eat chulin in a state of ritual purity. But anything above chulin, which is my sheni and above, is going to require some level of kavana during immersion. So the Gemara goes right The Gemara says, Amr So another very interesting case. So I will say, so just want to point out, I just want to point out, what does come out, of is that immersion for hulin does not require Kavana. And again, this is true if you're talking about full body immersion, or this is true if you're washing or going ahead and immersing your hands. Anything done for hulin never requires Kavana. Anything above Chulin is going to require some level of Kavana. Now, along the same lines of Kavana, this is really interesting. Remember, Lazar, So, I'm sorry. Taba so, listen to this. This is says, If you go to the Mikvah, listen to this case. I go to the Mikvah, I come out of the Mikvah, that will say, Now, what it sounds like over here is as follows. When I was in the Mikvah, I didn't have any specific intent for anything special. Now I'm coming out of the mikvah. I have, I could have in mind that this immersion should work for whatever level I want it to work for. Alright, so, right, so, taval, taval, I go to the mikvah, Allah, I come out of the mikvah, with no specific intent so far. Now I'm gonna both say, right, I could go ahead and establish myself for, chulin, Meister sheni, Truma, whatever I want. So, meisve, meisve, say, by the way, what a, what, what a profound statement if you think about it. Also, sometimes it was like, Tava va'ala. Allah, Tava va'ala. Allah. Person goes to the mikveh. Say, you know what the beautiful part about going to the mikveh is? Is that, again, Rabbi Soloveitchik says, why, why does going to a mikveh affect so much? You also say, if you think about this, by the way, right, mikveh plays such a central role in Judaism. Person converts they go to the mikvah, right? Ultimately, again, a person is Tameh, right? I go to whatever level of Tumah it is, Hilchos Nida, whatever it is, you go to a mikvah, and mikvah is like a new start. What's the pshat? So, Rabbi says so beautifully, he says, if you think about it, he calls it water is the primordial substance of the universe. In other words, when we open up, Sefer right? Va'aretz ha'isa sohu vavo. The ruach Elokim marachafes apnei hamayim. Water was the first thing that was here. So, in other words, even when the world is tov avohu, there's water everywhere. See, said the power of covering yourself in water is you're covering yourself literally with the very building block of creation. This is why the most dramatic example of this is by Geirus. Right, it's an amazing thing. So you can have a person who's living a Jewish lifestyle in every single way. Right, the ger is keeping Torah, mitzvahs, everything except the, theologically everything. The ger is only a convert when when he or she goes in and comes out of the water. Nothing happens without the water. Right, nothing happens without the water. Everything is about the mikvah. Without the without a kosher mikvah, there is no gerus. And again, what's halacha by ger? is dami. When a person converts, it's like it's like they're reborn. It's it's a rebirth. When I cover myself in the primordial substance of the universe, it's as if say and this is why person goes to the mikveh before yomim no Run. Person goes to the mikveh, Shabbos, a person goes to the mikveh, they go to the mikveh every day. What is it? It's a rebirth. It's literally a rebirth, that's what it is. And I'm both saying, how beautiful is? You know what happens when you have a rebirth? You know what happens? You go to the mikveh, you have a rebirth. You can become whatever you want. You can become whatever you want. The power of a new start is you can become whatever you want. But I have news for you, news for you. The truth is, you could, get, you could have the restart even without a mikveh. Right? Even without a mikvah. But the truth is, let's say I decide for myself, you know what, I want a new beginning. I, I want a tabla rasa. I just want a new slate. The says, you know what the greatest power of the Jew is? The greatest power, and we often don't even realize it, how many new beginnings do you get in life? As many as you want. The moment you decide you want to live differently. The moment I decide I want to be a different person, the moment I decide I want life to be something different than it currently is, I have the ability for a new start. I will say, I could literally withdraw into myself for just a moment and say, I'm going into my personalistic mikvah. I'm retreating into myself. I'm retreating into myself. And when I come back out, I'm, I'm a new person into a new world. And I will say, it works. It works. And when you're tovel into yourself, When you retreat into yourself in order to come out someone new, ultimately, I immerse inside of myself. I want to come out someone new. What's that? Okay. I will say it's Monday morning. You want today to be something different. You want this week to be something different. Immerse in the mikveh of new beginnings, which is a mikvah that is open 24-7. You can immerse in it as many times as you want. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home. The mikveh of new beginnings is all around us. Immerse in it, come up from it, and become whatever you want. The greatest power of a new beginning, I will Say, is accessible. Whenever and wherever we want it, and when you come out of that mikvah, new beginning, there's no telling what you could accomplish. May sveis gimar is a kasha, not a kasha. What we just said, a kasha on the gimar. So the says odeo. Listen to this case. Odeo regal achaz b'maim hokzak ledever kalm achzik ladever chamer. Allah shuvin amachzik. So let's listen to this. We have another brisa. If your foot is still in the mikvah, so ultimately again, even if you had in mind to immerse for a lower level, right? Let's say for chulin, you could change your mind and and, accredit, and use your immersion for something more chomer, like my sheni. But ultimately, again, once you remove your foot from the mikvah, then what? Shuv eno machzik. Ultimately, again, you cannot go ahead and establish yourself for any level of immersion or for any level of tara. I should say. My love eno machzik doesn't that mean that once you've left the mikvah, if you didn't have any kavana, it's as if the immersion didn't happen at all? Lo, Odeo, listen to this, Rebbe listen to this, if your foot is still in the mikvah, so I said, listen to this, sorry, if your foot is still in the mikvah, this is incredible, if your foot is still in the mikvah, then even if you immersed with a specific intent, you could change that intent. So in other words, what this is saying is, I went to the mikvah, I went to the mikvah for khulin. Mm-hmm. Now let's say I'm coming out of the mikvah, but my foot is still in the mikvah, I could change my intention for my Hashemi, or for Truma. However, again, Allah, once I come out of the mikvah, Im lo hochzak If I, we must listen to this, if I, I came out of the mikvah, if when I immersed, I didn't have any specific intent, so, I could still establish specific intent, even though I'm out of the mikvah. But if when I immersed, I had specific intent, then once I leave the mikvah, I can't change. I will say there's so much to say about these Gemaras. Just look, again, how we, how we forge our own identities. But let's finish the Da first, then we'll come back. So, Mantana. Oh, they, we'll say, such a fascinating halacha. Such a fascinating halacha. We'll and again, the core point, I'll show you one thing. The, the core point to remember this, we'll say, is here's what's amazing about this, which is I'm going to the mikvah, but what do you see? Actions by themselves are not enough. Kavanahs make a difference. It's not just what you do, but it's what you think that shapes what you do as well. You would think to yourself, I'm going to the mikvah. It not matter what I think. I'm thinking about the thinking about Tchulin, or thinking about Truma, I'm thinking about Paraduma. Who cares? I'm going to the mikvah. Once I go to the mikvah, again, mission accomplished. No, it's not true. It's not just what you do, it's what you think that matters also. It's your cabanas that, that have an impact on your actions as well. So, Mantana Odea Regal Achas Who is the opinion, that says, Rabbi Husayi, that if you have one foot inside of the mikvah? This is a great case, but it's so exciting. I'm going to say, so who's the opinion that says that if you have one foot inside of the mikvah, you can still go ahead and change your mindset, right? You could change your kavanas. Who is that? Amrei Peda, Shabbuhiuda. So I'll we'll say, remember again, because what do we just say? What do we just say? If let's say I went to the mikvah, I went to the mikvah, and I and I immersed for what purpose? I immersed for chulin. I immersed for chulin. I'm coming out of the mikvah. Can I change my? Can I change my immersion to to work for my Sheni? Can I do that? It depends. What does it depend on? If halacha, the Maisa, my foot is still in the water, I could change my kavanah. Once my foot left the water, if I immerse for the purpose of of Chulin, of then Allah, I can't change it from my Sashini. Well, we just saw, however, if I immerse with no intention, then I can change it for my Sashini. Who is the opinion who says that having a foot in the Mikvah allows you to change the purpose for which you immersed? It's Rabbi, Allah, Rabbi Huda. Rabbi have also listen to this case. Great case. This non Mikvah, watch this case. You go to a Mikvah. The Mikvah has exactly 40 saw. Exactly, and remember, 40 saw is the minimum measurement of a mikvah. Two guys go to the mikvah, one after the other. Then I will say, what's the problem with two guys going to the mikvah, one after the other? Remember again, you have exactly 40 saw. Every single time you go to the mikvah, obviously when you come out, you no, don't read any other problems into this, right? Just, just a water problem right now. I just want to say, so, so again, so the mice again, when guy we we'll call him Ruben, Ruben and Shimon, Ruben comes out, some of the water comes with him. Which I will say, technically speaking, means that when Shimon immerses, remember again, the imagery over here is Ruben, right? Ruben goes in. Right, Ruben's coming out. Shimon's going in. So as Ruben's going out, when Rose, remember again, you see this by the way, by the mikvahs, by the mikvahs. If you ever go by the southern wall excavations right, by the cell. so they have these mikvos, and the mikvos, they're gonna have two sets of staircases, right, one staircase in, one staircase out, because it was like assembly line mikvos. You went in, you went out. So you can imagine, again, Reuven's coming out, Shimon's coming in, if it's exactly 40 saw, so, oh, here's the problem. They get to say Ashalam Aleichem to each other, but on Ruvein's way out, he's also taking some of the water with him. Which means that la ma'isa, technically speaking, Shimon is immersing in a mikvah that's less than 40 saw. So watch this. So the Tar Watch this. So Ruvein had a good immersion. Shimon does not. Because Shimon is effectively immersing in a deficient Mikvah. Rabbi Hudah Huda says, listen to this. Rabbi Hudah says, what do we tell Ruvayim? Just stand in the water. right? As long as, as, long as Ruvayim is standing there, while Shimon ultimately again is immersing, he's good. Why? Because as long as Ruben is standing in the Mikvah, then what? then what? He's effectively part of the Mikvah. Which means any water that is upon him is also part of the Mikvah. Amrab Nachman Rabb be de says, this whole machlokis over here, between Rabbi Hud and the Rabbanon. In other words, says, so this Machlokes of, you have a mikvah of exactly 40 saw, right? Reuven's going out, Shimon's coming in. So the Rabbanon say, Reuven's star, Shimon's tame. Rabbi Hud says, as long as Reuven stands in the mikvah, stand. All he needs is a foot in the mikvah, we're good. Everybody's good because he's considered to be attached to the mikvah. The Gemara says, that's only when the immersions in questions are immersions but if we're talking about tumma daoraisa divrei hakol af hasheni tamei, or I should say they take off af divrei hakol hasheni Everybody will agree that by biblical, said this ability that if your foots in the mikvah, you're kind of attached to the mikvah. That works for rabbinic immersions, but will not work for biblical immersions. V'hainu Rabbi pidas, and about said this ultimately again reflects the view of Rabbi pidas. The Rabbi Pedas ultimately again is the one who said before, and Rashi says, The Oki Lael, Ha Daodayu, Kirabi Hud, of Fine, but Sigmar's like, Ikadarmi, an alternate version of this. Om Rab Nakhon Rabbah Rabbua, Machlokes, Me Tumalataro, the Machlokes between Rabbi Hud and the Rabbana is only by Tumantaro, which means Doraisa, Avab Malos, Rabbonon, Divre Ha Kol Af Hashenitar. When it comes to Dine Rabbonon, everyone agrees that ultimately Shimon will be tar as long as what? As long as Ruven is still standing in the mikvah. Upligid rabbi And in this case, we argue rabbi Okay, so we'll say simach different versions. But I'll say what you begin to see is something really fascinating. That when it comes to rabbinic immersions, having a foot in the mikvah is as if what? You're still in the mikvah. Now we see two ramifications of that. Ramification number one is that if you have a foot in the mikvah, you could change. You could change your your immersion intention. So if I immerse for the purpose of chulin, and now I want to change it to truma, I want to jump. I want to change the truma. Can I change it? Can I change it? As long as my foot is in the mikvah. And again, second ramification of that is that halacha lemaisa if you have exactly a mikvah forty saw and Ruvein's going out and Shimon's coming in, if Ruvain left the mikvah already, Shimon does not have a valid immersion because Shimon is immersing, immersing in a deficient mikvah. But as long as Reuben is still standing in the Mikvah, even if he's not immersed, still standing in the Mikvah, Shimon's immersion is good. But again, i both say, this ability to have a foot in the Mikvah count, as if you're still in the Mikvah, the Gemara says, only only works when? By rabbinic immersions, not by biblical ones. Incredible. Says the Gemara, This is great. This is great. Listen to this. So Rabbi Huda is the one who says, that if you have a foot in the mikvah, remember again, Rabbi is one who said, Reuven and Shimon are going to the mikvah. Right? Yeah. Reuven goes in, 40, exactly 40 saw. So. Reuven's coming out, Shimon's coming in. What do we tell Reuven? What do we tell Reuven? What do we tell him? Stay. Just stay. Just keep a foot in the mikvah until Shimon is finished. According to Rabbi Yehudah, Rabbi said, listen to this, which means, that essentially, the way we view Reuven, is that Reuven is effectively what? In the mikvah. He's in the mikvah. So the Gemara says like this, can we immerse things on, Ruv, on Ruvain's on head? So could I take needles, for sleeping small needles, and immerse them on Rubain's head? There's some water on Ruvain's head. Could I immerse that? Because obviously Rubain is considered as if he's attached to the mikveh. He's in the mikveh. So can I immerse some stuff on his head? And will that count as if it's been immersed in a mikveh? So hat bil machtan shown. Suppose now watch this. Good oh, Remember again, what's the principle involved over here? The principle involved over here is, back to Erevin, is good asik. And good asik means we view things as extending downwards. So as long as Reuben has a foot in the mikveh, we view all the water on his body as extending downward into the mikveh. So does Rabbi Huda say, we just say good asik, or does he also be called good achis? So What's good achis? Good achis is going upwards. So do we view the water on Rebbein's body as, so exciting, as extending upwards as well? Fascinating. We view all the water on his body as extending downwards. Can we view the water on his body as extending upwards as well? we learn this. Shalosh kamamios benachal. I will say, imagine the following situation. You have three three pits, gumos, right? Three, three, three pits, right? Benachal, a long, a long, a, a long, now, the truth is, this is happening, these three pits are situated on a slope as well. So the Gemara says, Right? An upper one, a middle one, and a lower one. Watch this. Rashi says, kama mius gumus benachali shepu so if you could imagine these three pits are situated on the side of a mountain so watch this so the gemara says hayonavata so tonos into the ah uh, that good just hayona batachon shashim shashim the upper pit and the lower pit each have 20 saw right vaim saw the middle one has 40 saw fikher davos shall gishamim overes between and there's a torrent of rainwater that flows between them. So we will say, so now what's going to happen? Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Huda Omer, Mayor Haya Omer, Matpil Be'al Yonah. Rabbi Meir said, you could even go ahead and immerse in the upper pit. So we will say, here what's happening over here? Three pits on the side of a mountain. There's, right, the upper pit has 20 saw, lower pit has 20 saw, middle pit has 40 saw. Well, 40 saws of Alan mikvah. What's going to be the shayla? Can you immerse in the upper or lower one? Meir says, Rabbi Meir says, you could even immerse in the upper one, right? They both say why? Why can you immerse in the upper one? What do we say? Good achis. We view waters as extending. It's a flow. They're all connected, so we can view the waters as extending upwards as well. Iva Tanya, Rabbi Huda Omer, Mayor. Uh, you thought I wasn't going to finish the dav. You thought. I know. I saw your looks of disbelief. So watch this, I will say. So Mayor Haya, Omer Matvil I got this right. So ultimately, again, so Ose we'll say, says. May, well, yeah, we learned. Mayor says you could go ahead and immerse in the upper one. Vani Omer Betachtona. The low be'ayona, but I say you could only go ahead and immerse in the lower one, but not in the. I say you could only immerse in the lower one, not in the upper one. If that's high old that's high old, so say. So what you see over here is a fundamental machlokes to whether or not we say good achis good or good asik. So say this is a general machlokes about how we pass It's clear from the mikveh case that we hold good asik. That we view the water as extending downwards, right? Because we say, you, just keep a foot in the mikvah, and the water is, is viewed as, as, as if it extend downwards." Whether or not we could say good achis or good asik, excuse me, could we good achis. Could we view the water as going upwards? That's a locus. Yes. incredible. Hatov So the gemara says, Mani Mas Whose opinion is reflected in the mishnah? So the gemara says, "Rabbanon he." The Shani Luhu La I will say our Mishnah reflects the view of the Rabbanon, who hold that halacha La there is a distinction between immersion or there is there's a general distinction between Chulim and meiser Shani. Yet Immasepa look at the end of the Mishnah, big day ama arets medris big day prushin medris la Truma. Yet Rabos say look at the end of the Mishnah. The end of the Mishnah said, we saw this in yesterday's taf, that the clothing of an Orez is considered to have Tumas Medris for Prussian. And yet, the clothing of Prussian is considered to have Tomas Medris for those who eat Truma. We saw this in yesterday's Da'af. That, a son Rabbi Meir, da'amar Khulin That reflects the view of Rabbi, me- Rabbi Meir who says that khulin and maeser Shemi are of the same status. Well, if that's the case, Rabbanon is safe for Rabbi Meir, are you telling me that the beginning of the Mishra reflects the view of Dira and the end reflects the view of Rabbi Meir in... Reisha Rabbanon v'sefa, Rabbi Meir. Ultimately, again, yes, that is indeed the case. The first part of the Mishnah is the Rabbanon. The other is the Now, ideally, we don't like to do this. We don't like to attribute authorship of the Mishnah, to Reisha, to one opinion, Seifa to a different opinion. But if we have to do that, we'll do that. So the Mishnah, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir, on the other hand, on the other hand, again, Rabbi Meir had a different version. Rabbi Meir, excuse me, Rabbi. May, sorry, Rav Ahava Bar Ada had a different version of the Mishnah. In his version of the Mishnah, he created five categories of the Tumas Medras, Right, the clothing of this is like this one for this. The clothing like this, like this one, like this. And he had a category of, in between Chulin and Ma'aser Sheni, and ultimately set up the Mishnah like the Rabban. i for today. We'll pick up again with this distinction between Chulin and Ma'aser Sheni in Mir tomorrow again. Shkoya.